What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Tolkien TV Talk. Well, Rings of Power TV Talk. I don't know. It's, it's whatever is whatever makes the most sense. Hey, everybody. It's Bo here from the TV Talk Podcast. And uh, yeah, that's right. We're doing some minis for the Rings of Power. Now, I want to kind of pull the curtain back before diving into this first episode. So a long time ago, in a world of Middle Earth, no, uh, on a podcast called Tolkien TV Talk, we kind of started this like years ago when it was first announced that Amazon was making this show. And, you know, we, we had a couple of us get together. We did it. It was fun. I don't know if those guys are still doing it. I actually have no earthly idea. But it was, uh, you know, it took so long for Amazon to get this thing together that we all kind of punted for a while. And so, yeah, if, if the Tolkien TV Talk podcast is out there, props to those guys for carrying on. I'm, I'm probably just going to do these minis. Uh, so I just want to address that for anybody who is familiar with that old show. One of the things that we did with that was we kind of pitched our concepts for what an Amazon or rather more specifically a, a Middle Earth TV series would look like. Now, my mindset at the time was like do a sequel series, kind of do, uh, although Watchmen I don't think was out at that point, essentially what Watchmen did with HBO, like that, that kind of sequel series, that's essentially what I was kind of pitching for Lord of the Rings. And I think I had a pretty good concept. And if you want to find that episode, uh, I'm going to link it in the uh, description if I can find it. If I can't find it, then the link's not there. But anyway, that was my original concept for what a sequel to Lord of the Rings might be. Then it was announced that, of course, we are going back. We're giving kind of doing a prequel style approach to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and kind of the Tolkien Middle Earth world. And we're also doing so by focusing on a lot of the elven characters that we know. Now, prequel approaches can go both ways. Um, well, I say that I'm trying to think of a time that it's been done well, and I don't know, maybe this will be the time that it's done well. Has it ever been done well? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that's a good idea, but at the same time, I have to admit getting into this series, uh, in kind of the, the year and months and weeks leading up to it, I remained fairly well uninformed. Like I, I was just like, you know what? Let me just take a step back. I'm not going to like dive in. I just want to go into this fresh, not really knowing a whole lot about the series. Um, my exposure to the Hobbit and middle earth. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, we were required to read the Hobbit. You know, my friends were super into Lord of the Rings. We watched the cartoons. Then the movies came out and it was like, Whoa. And it was incredible. And then I've got some friends that are like Tolkien scholars. They go super deep into the Cimmerillion and, and know all of this stuff. I know one buddy in particular, who used to lecture me all the time about like explaining like, well, no, it's not God and angels. It's like these like, you know, these higher tier gods and these lesser tier gods, but neither of them are really gods. They're kind of these spiritual entities and, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I, you know, hobbits and swords and 
pipe smoking. I, I'm, I'm down. You know, like, I, I'm cool with, like, the base level. That being said, like, jumping into this series that's kind of diving into more of the, you know, uh, I guess, like, the the larger, can you say cosmic in this world? I don't know, the, the, the larger kind of themes of dark and light and how that plays out in the primordial world, or at least the post-primordial world of Middle-earth. It's kind of fun. Immediately, I'm just struck by how beautiful this series is. Like the space that we see Galadriel going through uh, as she's kind of searching, trying to find some sort of proof that Sauron is still out here. You know, we, it's just a it's just a gorgeous setting, and it's a fun world to be a part of, and it's a fun world to see different angles on than perhaps we've ever seen explored on film. I have to admit, I was getting some hardcore Diablo vibes throughout the entire first episode. For those familiar with, or I guess I, guess I should specify, some hardcore Diablo 3 vibes uh, from the uh, the entire thing, from kind of dungeon crawling to, you know, a man falling from the stars, like all of that. Like, I was like, oh, okay, kind of want to play Diablo 3 now. Like, it was just, it was speaking to me from that standpoint. I did not realize that this was actually going to follow Galadriel. I, I don't know why I didn't know that, but I just didn't. I saw the promo material. I just didn't know that was Galadriel in the promo material. And I think it was really cool to kind of explore this origin story for this character. Way cooler, by the way, than what they did in The Hobbit. Okay, so this gets back to my whole, do prequels work? The Hobbit series of movies is, let's say, polarizing. Uh, You know, and at its worst, it's this massive, you know, CGI cash grab. At its best, it's an opportunity to get back into the world of Middle Earth. I, for one, actually enjoyed the first of the Hobbit movies. I enjoyed the singing. I enjoyed the Shire stuff. I enjoyed, you know, the, the dwarves, and the food and, and kind of getting back into that world. And that's fun. Near the end, it kind of had a long tail and kind of drug out and all that kind of good stuff. And it was like, OK, this this is starting to feel like that cash grab that, that nobody asked for. And especially as they kind of packed it in with a bunch of kind of prequel stuff for Galadriel, for Gandalf and, and that sort of thing. I, it just didn't didn't feel right. I don't know. It felt it felt off and unnecessary. But here, as we're kind of getting into this world, if you are going to explore the world of Middle-earth, then especially with the forging of the, the, the rings, not just the one ring, but all of them, it, it makes sense that we would follow a lot of these elven characters at kind of this younger stage in their life. I kind of vibed with Galadriel as she was kind of so driven by this mindset of like, no, the war's not over. Everybody thinks that everything is over, but no, there's, there's something still out there and, and we got to stay vigilant. And I know this thing is here. And so much so that when presented with, you know, the gates of heaven, essentially, she chooses, you know, the darkness of life. Like she chooses to turn her back and jump ship and literally have to swim. I was, I was thinking as she got, you know, got in the water, I was like, that's gonna be a long swim back. Uh, you know, like chooses, you know, to come back and actually fight, fight the fight, the eternity of bliss with kind of this mindset in the back of her head that the war is not over would be more of a hell than a heaven to her. And I like the, the way they kind of explored that the half foots really a big fan of hobbits always have been Uh, main kind of critique here. And I think this is, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that right now, based on this first episode, there's a couple of concerns I have. One is when it's a prequel, then the stakes aren't really as high as we wish they would be. For example, the problem is we know it'd be nice to actually explore the concept of Galadriel as kind of a crazy person, you know, like who just it keeps searching for this boogeyman. And there's kind of this question of whether or not the boogeyman is there. But the reality is we know the boogeyman is there. We already know that she's right. We already know that everybody else, we feel like everybody else is crazy for not listening to her because we, the audience, know the future. And so we know that she's accurate, you know, that she's right. But I think it'd be more interesting to explore that if we didn't know that she was right. And if she was proven right throughout the series, as opposed to everybody else being proven wrong, to which we know that they already are. 
uh, that's one of the challenges I think this series is going to face being a, a prequel. The other big critique that I have though, and I, I you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but the big critique that I have overall is, um, where's the pipe smoking? You know, like, like where's the pipes? I'm sorry. This is Lord of the Rings, right? This is Tolkien, right? Like where's the pipes? Like we spend like a bunch of time with kind of the, the half foots and we kind of see, you know, their, uh, kind of version of the Shire esque existence and it's nature and they're, you know, eating popping berries and they're getting all this stuff and it's, it's cool. But where are the pipes? Where are the pipes, guys? Where's the pipe weed? I need the, I need the pipes. I'm sorry. If the, I need pipes. <laughs> I need pipes from my hobbits. And, uh, and especially if that guy that fell from the sky, which I presume to be Gandalf, uh, is going to be chilling with these guys, they're supposed to introduce him into pipe smoking. And so I'm really kind of hoping that we see that in this series. I'm probably the only one that cares about that, but I have a feeling I'm not. Uh, so anyways, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Those are kind of two main critiques I have, but overall, I actually really am excited to see where this series goes. I, uh, I was, I, my expectations were fairly low going into it and I have to say, I really enjoyed, you know, I, I enjoy where they're taking Galadriel. I'm really kind of excited for her character and for her arc. Uh, I really dig the, the setting, the costuming, uh, all of the characters. They mentioned the dude. Uh, there's like, oh, hey, Elrond, we got this whole new project for you. And here's this, this other elf guy. And they say his name like we're, as an audience, are supposed to know his name. But probably most of us don't know his name because I didn't know his name. But the way they said his name made me think, I wonder if that's the ghost elf dude from those Lord of the Rings Mordor games. And guess what? That's exactly who that guy is. See, I don't even know this stuff, but I, I, I could kind of figure that out. <laughs> right? So anyway... I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm hyped for it. I'm definitely hyped for it, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, oh, we got the uh, you know we got the the introduction of kind of this uh, this uh, human elf controversial relationship with uh, the lady who has a kid who I guess we don't know who the father is. You know the kid whose uh, ears are conveniently hidden behind his long hair, who doesn't know where his dad is. Wonder who his dad could be. <laughs> I mean, I think we're, I mean, you know, it's, I don't think that's a secret. I think, I think we know what's going on there. Anyway, point is that, uh, it will be, uh, interesting to see the journey there going on. The kid though does have some sort of blade and immediately as he picks it up, it looks very similar to, uh, the weapons that, oh man, you know what? I used to know these things, the ring wraiths, those guys, I'm, I'm blanking on, I'm blanking on their names, but that's, you know what? That's part of a mini. That's part of what these are. It's uninformed hot takes right after I see the episode. It's not always going to be the accurate names. It's not always going to be all the terminology. And when you're talking Tolkien, you're talking about a ton of terminology. Look, the overall, I'm going to say this episode was really, really solid. It got me into it. You know, it's going to be impossible not to kind of look at House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power as kind of two direct competitive series that are rolling out and essentially the the exact same time. I was actually even thinking about the fact that because this series came out uh, and and is an hour long, it's very specifically trying to compete with an HBO show as opposed to like a Disney Plus show that are more like thirty minutes or less, right? Like this is uh, this is supposed to be something meaty. This is supposed to be something that is kind of like a movie every single week, as opposed to parts of a movie every single week, which is kind of the Disney Plus approach. I think the choice to release two episodes out the gate, given how long they are, was probably not great. And they might that might end up biting them because in order to get in this so that it becomes kind of appointment-based television, it's now a two-hour commitment to get in as opposed to just a one-hour or less commitment to get in. So probably not the best idea on Amazon's part, but it's what they ended up doing. And I'm sure to some extent that was to try to catch up with House of the Dragon so that they could compete head-to-head. This was a better pilot episode 
than the House of the Dragon pilot episode. So if we're going to score them, if we are going to look at this as a head-to-head, uh, I got to give it to the House <laughs> House of the Rings. No, the Rings of Power for uh, for the first kind of initial episode. Better than the House of the Dragon. Now, that being said, I really liked the second episode of House of the Dragon, and I have yet to see the second episode of uh, the Rings of Power, which I'm about to start watching right now. So anyway, about to dive into that, seeing where it goes. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, head over to our website, tvtalk.fm. Let us know your thoughts. All of our contact information is there. You can follow us on the Twitters at twitter.com slash tvtalkfm. That's going to do it for me for now, but don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. <laughs>